listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman ready to have another go at it. We got a big show coming up with uh, head coach Devin Pratt joining us to break down the most recent on-ice happenings in Bronco land. And 19-year-old forward Caleb Wyrostock is going to join us as well as our feature guest. And Bosch, uh, this is going to be a, a bit of an atypical conversation with Wyro. Yeah, just a great um, you know fundraiser he's doing. Uh, he's a, a young man who has uh, unfortunately been affected by cancer quite a lot a lot of people close to him in his life have uh, have gone through cancer so he's uh, taken it upon himself to to make a difference and raise some money to to try and fund the fight against cancer so um, doing an online fundraiser that uh, as of the time of recording was a little over thirty five hundred dollars he's raised already so uh, a great cause that he is raising money for uh, we talked to him uh, at length about this and why he decided to do this you know how cancer has affected him in his life so uh, such a wonderful cause that he is raising money for, and I'm glad that we were able to kind of give him the, the spotlight here to talk about that. It's a great story because playing in the Western Hockey League does give these kids a level of notoriety, and it's just awesome to see him use his voice for something so positive. Well, and that's just it. And, uh, you know, like we said, he, he's gotten quite a lot of donations already. Um, you know, he's got some pledges going on for, you know, tied to his, his personal performance, so he's a little more motivated than he would normally be anyway. So um, it is great to see that he's, uh, like I said, taken it upon himself to make a difference and sort of use his platform to, to help drive that and uh, wishing that uh, everybody donates as much as they can and uh, Caleb can uh, can reach the next step of his, his current goal. All right, uh, our coach's show with Devin Pratt is on the way. It's always more fun to have these chats after a win. Unfortunately, fate has not blessed us with that scenario. Um, sounded like it was quite the game in Moose Jaw on Friday night. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it was, uh, I think, a minute into the third period of Moose Jaw scored to make it 5-1 and uh, you know, there's always that thought that, geez, like how, you know, how how far could this get along? And then all of a sudden, uh, Swift Current got their first power play. I think it was nine seconds after that goal and scored on it. Uh, got another power play a couple of minutes later, scored on it, uh, pulled the goaltender for the extra attacker. Sam McGinley with a phenomenal back check to break up an empty net goal. And Swift Current goes the other way and scores uh, 20 seconds later to make it a one-goal game in the final minute. So pretty impressive comeback effort by the group. Um, unfortunately, just fell one goal short there. But you love to see that no-quit attitude. I know both Devin and Matt Keeler have preached that a lot this year about it uh, doesn't matter what the score is, you, you play like it's 0-0, and I think the guys really showed that in the third period on Friday by coming all the way back to make it a one-goal game. Yeah, and then a tough one here the following Saturday night against Moose Jaw, a 6 nothing loss, and we'll, we'll talk to Devin about that, and I'm sure he has lots of thoughts on that to communicate, but we'll, we'll have that conversation and ask that question when we get there. Coming up this weekend, uh, first time this year that we see the Edmonton Oil Kings in town, and we will be seeing a lot of the Edmonton Oil Kings in town this weekend. Yeah, you know, with obviously Edmonton being about an eight-hour drive from here, if they're, if they're coming all the way here, you might as well make it worth it. Uh, they played in Medicine Hat uh, Wednesday, and now two games Friday, Saturday here in Swift current so first look at the uh, the defending WHL champions um, obviously they were a team that made a lot of moves last year picking up guys like Caden Gooley and uh, Justin Sardif over the course of the year and it all paid off by uh, hoisting uh, the Edgenhouth Cup and, and now they kind of have to take that step back and, and rebuild now so uh, you know a different looking Edmonton Oil Kings team than we've been used to seeing over the last couple of years and uh, you know it's going to be a young team that's uh, that's hungry to, to prove everyone wrong and, and show that they're not just going to roll over and take a loss every single night so looking forward to uh, getting the first look at the Edmonton Oil Kings. 
Yeah, Friday and Saturday night they will be here at uh, Innovation Plex. Looking ahead on the calendar, uh, I see December 7th we have a Wiener Wednesday game, which uh, hot dog consumers very much enjoy. Saturday, December 10th, Lethbridge is in town, and that's going to be the annual Teddy Bear Toss game as well, a game that's always a ton of fun. Yeah, and there's always bragging rights on the line. Guys always want to be the, the one who scores the uh, Teddy Bear Toss goal. Sam McGinley got it last year, which uh, you know obviously sets off the, uh, the avalanche of, of teddy bears and hats and two and gloves coming over the glass so it's always a, a fun night uh, no matter where it's being played and uh, of course the the brick being the big sponsor of this you're going to be able to buy uh, you know brickley bears uh, in the lobby if you don't have anything to bring for yourself and if you buy a, a brickley bear in the lobby as well you'll be entered to win a nice big television in a draw after the fact so uh, looking forward to that uh, coming up on uh, december 10th and uh, hopefully it's a fun night yeah and let, let's let's put ourselves on the spot right now let's put it on the record prediction for teddy bear toss goal 2022 yeah i was uh, discussing this with Cass earlier i think my uh, official prediction is going to be connor vidston this year I, I'm, I'm not saying i'm going off the board caden sadra kang that'd know? be against his old team too he loves scoring against lethbridge so that's not a bad pick that that's kind of where i'm going with that right you know he's uh, he's a good defenseman but i'm thinking he's going to get rewarded in the right way uh, december 10th when lethbridge is in town for the uh, teddy bear toss game Cass, what about you <laughs> Holla. Josh Philman. Josh Philman. All right, there we go. It's it's documented. We'll see what comes to pass. Teddy Bear Toss on December the 10th. Very much looking forward to that. All right, as mentioned, coming up on the Broncos This Week podcast, our feature guest is Caleb Y. Rostock. We'll hear about how things are going in his life and get details on his uh, fundraiser and the battle against cancer. Coach's Show segment with Devin Pratt coming up right after this on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Coach's Show segment of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, and we have uh, Devin Pratt joining us. Devin, some ups and downs after a uh, home-and-home home with the Moose Jaw Warriors from this past weekend. Friday night, uh, boy, just kind of following that one on the, back of the box scores, it, uh, it certainly looked like it was an adventure for your squad. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, um, uh, coming out of this weekend, it's, it's just a... Uh, a friendly reminder that uh, you know we're trending in the right direction, but we're not where we want to be just yet. So um, the degree of separation, um, you know, didn't re- necessarily be reflected in the uh, box scores coming out of it being down five one and and then losing a game six nothing. But um, you know, we felt we felt that we created in both games. We felt that we were right in both games. Then um, it's just those small uh, mistakes that end up costing you, and that that is what happens when you play against a good team. So um, for us. It's learning from that i really liked our resiliency our pushback on friday night to get it to 5-4 we had a scoring chance after that with uh, an opportunity to tie the game and uh, i thought that uh, saturday you know we, we played a, a quality game it just um one of those games where things didn't go our way um and then it got away from us so a little unfortunate when it got to four i I shouldn't have got to six uh but um those nights happen so for us we got to live we got to learn and move on from it and uh continue to grow in our game and tidy up those details those are the degrees of separation you talk about when you talk about getting into playoff scenarios or into a seven game series with a team that uh, need to be tidy and we're getting into that uh, third way through the season here um area uh, coming out of this weekend uh, ahead of us so uh, it's time for us to get quality 60 minutes 
Yeah, it, those three third-period goals against Moose Jaw Friday night. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. I mean, the most recent result was that 6 nothing loss. But those three third-period goals to bring it to a one-goal game, did, did that do something for the confidence of the group? What was the lesson after the game in that one? Yeah, I think for us, um, you know, we were we were proud of the guys for no-quit uh, mentality and making it into a game. But it's... Uh, you know, it's one of those scenarios we didn't do enough early. Um, hard minutes. We talk about, you know, uh, continuing cycles, playing in the ozone, making them play hard minutes, um, defending. And we, we didn't earn a power play until the third period. Um, so we need to do a job. And we've had this kind of come up throughout the season a few times on us um, where we just haven't created those opportunities. And it just comes from playing in the tough areas, um, driving pucks into to you know, uh, the net front, um, holding on to pucks in the corner and, and making teams pin you, defend you hard, and um, we're a little bit too much one and done at times. So all areas of our game that we want to grow in, but uh, we felt that we created uh, quality scoring chances. The second period was a little bit of a lull uh, Friday night in uh, in Moose Jaw, but we were on the penalty kill for, you know, three or four times. There's a five-on-three in there and stuff as well. So uh, that always makes things difficult, but we liked our first, we liked the third, um, and I thought, again, on Saturday night, we had a, a pretty good quality first 40 minutes. So um, we know we can score. We know we can score in bunches. But it's, you know, tidying up the rest of the game and um, respecting the grind of the D side and what you do without the puck that uh, we just want to see growth in our group here moving forward. And with, you know, the chances created on Saturday, you know, you talk about those chances. I remember a breakaway for Brady Bernie out of McNutt hitting the post early in the second period. So you can look at the final score and say it was a lopsided game, but really your team had so many chances and you'd be a lot more concerned with that final score if you weren't creating those types of opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we always go through, you know, post-game reviews. We always look at scoring chances for, scoring chances against. And um, it was just one of those nights that uh, we didn't get it across the line. But a little bit, uh, as as I said with the one and done a little bit of the guy attacking and and no real second wave or no rebound opportunities those second chance gritty um you know that uh, that can make a difference in a game and that we need to add and um we we, we need to start scoring goals in different ways than just kind of off the rush or on the power play and on the attack so for our group it's it's just it's be embracing the growth, um, growing the game out and the small details. Like we said, we were unorganized in the D zone, uh, for about 20 seconds in the second goal. Um, and then on the third one, we have a neutral zone change, uh, that we had a couple times earlier in the game that didn't burn us, that ends up burning us. And like you said, we had a breakaway, um, uh, when it was a one, nothing game, we had, uh, we hit a post when it was a two, nothing game. We had quality scoring chances. We missed an open net, uh, on a nice play on the power play. Um, you know, and all that could probably change the game. It's just, uh, as a coach and I think as a group, we're disappointed that when it got to, to four that we deviated and we didn't finish the game The playing as if it was that 0-0 mentality and just seeing things through. So um, just an area for our team to, to learn and grow in. And uh, we expect us to be better moving forward. Our guys want to be better. We want to be more detailed. And we got a great opportunity um, with the team that's playing some quality hockey in Edmonton coming in to, to play a quality 60 minutes. You know, uh, we can, as I say, if it happens that we score in bunches, that's fine. But it's what we do outside of that that we want to be quality. We want to um, start limiting teams opportunities against us and then just playing a, a more structured defensive game 
shifting gears a little bit, and, and one thing about Swift Current is it's a great hockey community with, with lots of great hockey minds. And I saw as I was hanging around the rink earlier this week that uh, you had Travis Moen helping you out with the practice as well, doing some skill stuff. Uh, you know, what was it like having, uh, or what's it been like working with him and, and having him be part of the Bronco? Family? Yeah, no, it's been awesome. Uh, him and Regan Derby with their Swift Hockey Code do an excellent job um, as a development tool for, for players in town. And I know they're busy with that. And we've seen a lot of great growth from our prospects uh, in town um, and, and from, um, you know, season to season, the growth that they've shown working with those guys. So uh, very fortunate we had the opportunity to bring them on as skills coaches this year and just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, uh, Travis, a guy that played the game at the highest level, he played the game the right way. Um, he's very detailed and understands the, the hard skills in the game and that, you know, chipping is a skill and all the little things. And I think that they do such a great job of um, using the apparatuses but putting them into game-like scenarios and challenging our guys to get outside their comfort zone do things at full speed um, it's okay to mess up in a skills practice but we're not floating through and stick through things we're, we're driving um, and just always kind of challenging guys to get out of their comfort zone and it's uh it's transferable you see guys uh, use the skills that they're working on and um, transfer them into games so uh, it's been awesome it's, they've done an excellent job quick note on uh, the roster before we take a look at those games against Edmonton you got Van Egger who unfortunately got hurt in a practice way back at the end of September uh, is no longer wearing the no contact jersey and looks like he's uh, close to be ready to go yeah Van's uh, ready to get back into the lineup here and Van brings uh, some youthful life to our team uh, he, he does things the right way he's a guy that embraces those hard skills as well and uh, we've seen it last year right from being an, an AP coming up and blocking shots and finishing his checks and all those small details so I know the guys have uh, said it themselves that they're excited to have him back around the room and uh, without the uh, no contact jersey on and ready to play so excited to get Van back in. Yeah and and on that how's everybody holding up right now I mean we we often hear about the grind of of a season and everything you know in in terms of guys being healthy and everything we in a good spot? Yeah I think um, you know physically um, we have no injuries to report of right now which is always nice to have uh, all hands on deck. It's a little bit of the cold and flu season in town here um, and just we've been dealing with that uh, going on about two two and a half weeks now just kind of working its way through the room so guys are a little short of breath they're they're pushing through and um, it's just important that we're diligent and we're detailed with that hand sanitizer use your own water bottle all those little things um, that it you know when you you put 24 guys into a dressing room together it's uh, just trying to you know stay as healthy as we can at this time of the year it's it's no excuse it's going around the league it's a little bit everywhere and we're using some load management we had an optional day on monday uh, where we had about 12 13 guys come in but just important that uh, guys are taking care of themselves and dressing properly for the season as well you mentioned uh, edmonton coming into town this weekend Uh, they have won two of their last three and people can look at the standings and see you know where they are won the championship last year made some blockbuster moves now entering that sort of rebuild stage of their game but we've learned year over year that there's no easy games in the whl so the guys are going to have to be ready to, to play no matter who's coming to town yeah for sure i think you know one thing we always talk about is establishing our process and focusing on ourselves so we'll dive into edmonton and you know debrief the guys and go over a pre-scout of what they're going to bring and you know they play a hard game they they 
they know what they are. They go to tough areas. Uh, they try to manufacture. They funnel pucks towards the net, and they compete. So, for our group, it's there's no looking past anybody. We're we're going to focus on puck drop Friday night, and like I said earlier, our challenge is you know when we get into things is not looking to win the the games five four and six five, but getting into coming out on the right side of a one nothing a 2-1 game a 3-1 game those tight scoring um, games and you know we found ourselves in a lot of one goal games here this year so we're comfortable in those scenarios but it's just uh, tightening things up and limiting the opportunities that we're giving up um, far too many inner slot shots and those small details that uh, come from puck management come from communication come from sorting out our track outs and um, just embracing the uh, the the tougher side of the game so for our guys we're gonna look to play connected and uh, simplify and play with a lot of pace here this weekend and you know we do that we like our, our chances of, of finding success but we'll focus on the process yeah it's it's an atypical situation because you got the the same team in the same rink you know you'll often have the home and homes with interdivisional teams but does it change your preparation at all having to go 120 minutes with the same team on the same surface no i mean we'll focus on friday night um and and kind of go from there and then if there's anything that we see that uh, structurally we need to change or tweaks and adjustments we need to make we'd you know make those on the fly through friday or um if it's something that comes up through video maybe we make an adjustment for Saturday, but um, you know we can't look at it as a, as a two-game stint. We just got to focus on the, the first shift, the first period, and build our game from there, period by period. Uh, you know, one shift at a time, and um, you know, establish that high-energy, high-paced hockey here. I appreciate you coming down here, Devin. Thanks as always, man. Yeah, thank you, and congratulations on the president of the 57s baseball team in town here. Excited for you to lead that group. Well, hey. Uh Thank you for giving me the opportunity to plug the organization here on the podcast. Greatly appreciated and very much looking forward to a great summer at the ballpark, man. Hopefully you and Charlie and the fam can make it out there too. We like to get down for some spits and uh, wiener Wednesdays. <laughs> we'll have some dogs <laughs> on the grill waiting for you, man. Thanks, Dan. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast is forward Caleb Y. Rostock. And uh, we're, we're going to do the usual thing where we talk about hockey and life around hockey and what you do in your free time and everything. But uh, it, it's also a very meaningful discussion because, Caleb, you're, you're doing some fundraising for, for something that's become very close to your heart. I saw this on social media that, that you were doing a fundraising to, to raise funds for the battle against cancer. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear more about your story and what kind of motivated you to do that. Yeah, um, I mean, when I was up playing in Edmonton, my uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, obviously, it was hard being away from her during that time. Um, and then not too long after, my my grandpa passed away from uh, cancer as well. Um, so those are those are two big people in my life that were affected by cancer. And then um, my my auntie this summer and my best friend um, and longtime minor hockey coach. Um, his he was affected um not too long ago and he's he's still battling that right now so um those are four four huge people in my life that have have come to to fight with cancer um I mean I didn't really until my mom was diagnosed I didn't really have any like I knew about it but I guess I didn't have any presence felt in my life so but yeah that's that's kind of the background on that so so it was obviously an easy decision for you to do something like this, but you know, when did you kind of decide to really put your put your foot first foot forward and really start that fundraiser to kind of get things going? Yeah, I think um, 
I wanted to do it for a while. I wasn't sure I wasn't sure how to do it or kind of the means to to go through like who to do it through and stuff. So um I think this year is kind of the the start of this year. I was I was talking with my mom lots and we were involved with uh, Canadian Cancer Society just in talks like like back and forth kind of seeing um different things I could do cuz lots of teams have their their hockey fights cancer night and stuff like that and just seeing like if we could do one and then kind of what I could do personally on the side and yeah they ended up coming up with uh, a fundraiser that I could do so I mean I started small I set a set a small goal and kind of exceeded that right away so it's it's kind of taken off from there. That, that's awesome that you did that and, and so many people wait for the stars aligned perfectly before jumping into something like this but it's it's great that you just did something and got the ball rolling and and the ball is rolling right now it sounds like you're you're getting some donations rolling in you know it, it, I imagine it must be rewarding a not to just do that but to you know to, to see some serious dollars rolling in too yeah I think I mean like I said I didn't really expect the the level of support that I've gotten so far so I think um, usually I check it, check it every morning just to kind of see how it's doing and stuff. And yeah, just, it's every morning I check it, it seems to, it just seems to go up. So I think, um, yeah, I've just, I've been overwhelmed with support and yeah, I think, um, just all those, all those people in some form, I think have been affected either, whether it's their families or friends and stuff like that who are donating. So I think, um, yeah, just all those people are donating to a great cause. So. You mentioned that your mom is currently in remission with her breast cancer. You know, kind of just give us uh, the update on how how she's doing and you know what the outlook is for for her situation. That you know. Yeah, I mean, she's doing a lot better than she was. Um, I mean, obviously, chemo takes a takes a big toll on your body. So obviously, there's still some day to day struggles for her. Which I mean, she she handles it like a champ. She's always here, supporting supporting me and supporting my brother. I mean, I don't think there's there's been a weekend so far this year that she's actually been at home. She's been in Lethbridge or, or here or when in Calgary when we've played and stuff. So um, she she handles it like a champ. That, that's that's awesome to hear. And how, how can people help out? Like, is there is there a website people can go to? How, how can they donate to, to further your cause here? Yeah, there's been a couple links posted, posted my Instagram, uh, my Twitter. Um, there's actually a link on Facebook, I believe, as well. Um, it's through the Canadian Cancer Society, so you can click on the page. You can read the. I have a whole kind of story, kind of highlighting how it's affected me and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, there's you can make donations whether you want that to be with your name or anonymous or or any any dollar amount. So you can do that. Or um, I've been trying to trying to up my goal scoring and, and points this year. So I've also added in there they can do pledges. I think it's twenty twenty dollars a goal and fifteen dollars an assist throughout the year. So some people have just uh, donated an outright amount, and then yeah, some people have kind of done a pledge throughout the year. So, and, and you mentioned the fact that you started a bit smaller with your goal. I think when I had first seen it, it was a twenty five hundred. Now you've surpassed that, and then some. As of time of recording, sitting at thirty five hundred and twenty five, and now the goal is five thousand. So I guess you know the hope is that people can just keep contributing to it, and you're happy to raise the goal if it gets up past each level. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's building on itself right now. Um, that first little while, there was there was an outflux of donations and stuff, and I think just word of mouth has kind of been spreading it at this point. And obviously, social media is a big factor too. So I think uh, even even if people I don't know people that haven't donated, but I mean they've shared it on their story, which has probably got a couple hundred dollars in donations as well. So I mean, any any little thing helps. I love that you're doing this because, you know, with being a junior hockey player, there, there comes a level of celebrity with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk, people, people listen. And, you know, I just, congratulations on using your voice for doing this, man. Like, that's, that's just awesome to see. Um, you know, 
And again, how, how can people donate? You said you got links posted? Yeah, I got a couple links on all my social media. Um, there's links on all my, my family's social media and stuff too. But yeah, it's uh, through the Canadian Cancer Society website. Let, let's drop your handles here. Let's get you some new followers. Uh, wh- where can they find you? Uh, Instagram is just my first name and dot my last name. And then uh, same with my Twitter and Facebook. So. Right on. In terms of, you know, things on the ice right now, you know, it's a big season for you, your 19-year-old year in the Western Hockey League. You've been in and out of the lineup with with injuries a few times, but but how's it been going for you now that you've been able to get yourself back to being an everyday guy? Uh, Really good. I mean, I haven't been an everyday guy since I think the midway point of last year, so I think just uh, being able to play games every weekend um, is awesome. I mean, I think I went into the season this year. I mean, I had a, a bit of a lingering knee injury, so I was hoping to get that fixed up. And then um, I think I've just had a different outlook on the season. I've just been just been happy to be, be playing. I guess um, you don't really you don't really. I guess you kind of take it for granted. I want to say when I mean you play 68 games in a year. Uh, I only got to play 40 last year, so watching for that last three months, like now now playing this year, I think you, you get to get a bit of appreciation so I think I've just not been as hard on myself and just kind of trying to enjoy every game so I know I've talked to you about that injury in a separate interview earlier this year but I I do remember it happened in Regina that one game and saw you after the game and you said you weren't doing too great and unfortunately didn't play the rest of the way so you know what was kind of the the recovery process for you not only immediately after but also over the course of the summer too yeah um it was a it was a pretty bad knee injury um I took the rest of pretty much the rest of the season I guess um I I was trying to get back uh, in case we made playoffs I mean obviously we fell short there but uh I think I I think I would have been back if if we made playoffs but I mean even to that off season I was kind of doing things to strengthen it and just make sure that that didn't happen again because I mean those uh those knee injuries can can linger and be scary sometimes so how are how do you think things are going for this squad? You know, a bit of a setback this past weekend with uh, with a couple losses against Moose Jaw, but you have a quick shot at redemption with a couple games against Edmonton coming up. But you know, on the whole, you're one of the more experienced guys in that room. How do you think things are going? Um, I don't think anybody's worried right now. Um, I mean, obviously we had a a bit of a slower start to the season, not what we wanted, but um, I think this last month we bounced back. I mean, I think we went. I want to say seven and three or eight and two in those that one ten game stretch. So we kind of found our groove there, um, and I think we kind of just got to build off that. Um, just seeing kind of what what we did right, what's working for us. I mean, obviously there's still guys in and out of the lineup and stuff. Um, Eager hasn't played yet this year, so I think kind of just getting chemistry with line mates is a big thing for us. And I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good to just kind of build on it this weekend against Edmonton. You've been a full-time Bronco now for the past uh, two full seasons, starting off with that hub year, and that means that you've been teammates with a lot of these guys uh, for the last two years as well. So how much growth have you seen with all those guys who have been here for, you know, going on their third full seasons now? I mean, just how much, uh, you know, change have you seen in the way that those guys kind of carry themselves day to day? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we always kind of talk about how this, this league kind of tends to mature you faster than, than you'd like to, so... Um, I mean, seeing all those guys that I came into the bubble with, uh, like Picks and, and Philly and those guys, um, just the way they've matured as hockey players. I mean, going to NHL camps, they've they've obviously picked up on a lot from the older guys there too. And I mean, they're bringing stuff back to to pass on to me. Like it's not just not just a one way road. They're they're helping out guys too. So I think um, I think everybody's building off each other. Um, obviously, like you said, I've been here for and this is my th- my third season. So I think. 
I can bring kind of a, a level of calm, I guess, when there's some panic and stuff. And then, yeah, I think, I think everybody kind of contributes in their own way right now. So we'll get to the billet family shout out portion of the chat here. Uh, who, who are you living with this year and, and what's great about that place? I'm living with Angel and, and Kim Boyer. Um, Kim Boyer, he's, he's usually gone. Uh, he works in BC, so he's, he's gone for kind of weeks at a time. So it's, it's usually just me and Angel right now at the house. Um, she's, she's awesome. Pretty much everything I could ask for. Um, I was I was sick last week and asked if I need anything from the store. I was like, nah, I'm good. I like it's all right. She came back with like I think a box of Timbits, uh, a tea from Tim's. Um, I want to say four packs of Fisherman's Friends, some Neo Citrin. Like it was, she spoils me. So I I'm really grateful to be living there. This is hilarious. Swift Current is so small town. Like you you live like a block away from me. And uh, I, and you know what. No, no wild parties when they're away, I guess. Like, I'd hear it if there was. So, obviously, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're behaving no. yourself when Angel and Kim aren't around. But, uh, but yeah, you know, this year, you know, your 19-year-old season in the league, what do you – now that you're healthy and, you know, hopefully things stay that way, but what are you hoping to accomplish? Uh, I think for me, um, I think I just want to get my feet wet with some playoff hockey. Um, obviously, we haven't had any playoff hockey since they had the championship here. So, I think um, kind of just getting started that way, it'll be, it'll be good for guys to – to get some experience in that and then um i think just really building building as a team um i mean we're already a super close team right now but obviously there's there's still room for growth so i think um kind of just in this next next little bit before christmas kind of fine-tuning our game so that we can make a good push in the second half we always like to kind of ask guys what makes them take off the ice obviously you're fully invested in hockey but surely you've got other interests outside of that so what sorts of things are keeping you busy when you're hanging out at the billet house um right now it's studying for a midterm and the university course i'm taking so uh pretty much my time is consumed with that and then i i tend to hop on some video games with the guys we play some some call of duty and Fortnite and stuff like that so there's some some good laughs and stuff with that Fortnite's still a thing, eh? I know I, I probably say that every week, like that old man that doesn't remember he said it last week, but that, like, you, you've grown up with that because, I mean, like, you, you, it's just, it seems like it's been around forever. Yeah, it's, it was there when I was in middle school. I played a lot and then kind of took a bit of a hiatus there for a bit, and, yeah, we just we started getting back into it at the start of this season, so it's it's been a pretty big time consumer for me. <laughs> Any any Netflix shows, movies, or are you strictly more of a video game kind of guy? Um, I like Netflix too. I've been I actually started watching Ozark, uh, and not kind of fallen in love with that show. It's a it's a great show. I didn't realize how how good it was. So I've kind of been binge watching that at night too. So that is a good one. Uh, you said you're taking a university course. So what kind of stuff are you taking? I'm taking a nutrition and anatomy course right now. So it's kind of a it's pretty much an advanced biology course, but there's a uh, there's lots of study and memorization, so I gotta I gotta stay on top of that. So I'll hire you for a diet plan someday <laughs> in the not too distant future. Right on. Hey Caleb, I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, you know, again, as as someone, I've lost a parent to cancer, and my best friend has as well. I totally get your motivation behind doing this, and thanks for doing that, man. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Broncos this week, presented by Original Sixteen. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to head coach Devin Pratt and Caleb Y. Rostock for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. Something else to mention to people, as I, as I came into the office today to record this podcast, there is copious amounts of used <laughs> hockey equipment everywhere in the Bronco office. What's what's going on? Yeah, we got ourselves an equipment sale going on here this weekend. So if anybody's looking for uh, you know a new set of hockey pants, gloves, 
usually there's sticks, uh, helmets, even goalie gear is going to be up there. So if you're looking for some uh, you know high-end hockey equipment and not looking to pay the brand new prices, uh, you can come down to the rink, not only support the team and watch the game, but also get yourself some uh, some new equipment as well. So they'll have that set up at the rink this weekend? Yeah, I th- believe it's going to be in the lobby. So there's probably going to be a lot of tables set up with all sorts of different things. Um, you know, we saw Reed Dick's uh, glove and blocker from, from early last season was there. There's a Joel Hofer uh, catching mitt uh, in, the, in the lobby there as well. So there's going to be uh, plenty of stuff available for if anybody's looking for uh, some new stuff. All right, the uh, Broncos hockey equipment sale happening this weekend. Yeah, because there's like pants and shoulder pads everywhere. So a good opportunity for people to get geared up at a good price. All right. Back-to-back games against the Edmonton Oil Kings this weekend. It's going to be an interesting one. With uh, you, you don't often see it in junior hockey, two games back-to-back nights in the same venue against the same team. I know they have to do it in Prince George a lot due to travel, but it's a unique opportunity this weekend. Yeah, it is kind of a strange setup, but it obviously just has to do with uh, the distance it is. If you're going to come all the way here, you might as well just play two games and then sort of get it over with, quote-unquote. I know uh, Lethbridge is doing the same thing right now. They played back-to-back games in Winnipeg on Tuesday and Wednesday, and now they're playing in Brandon Friday, Saturday. So they only have to make one trip out to Manitoba as opposed to two. So certainly makes sense from uh, from that aspect of it. And um, Edmonton, uh, they are going to come back here again at the end of the season, uh, the third last game of the year for Swift Current. They're going to welcome Edmonton again. But uh, looking forward to seeing the Oil Kings uh, for the first time this year. I think uh, the Broncos over the past couple of years have uh, have owed them one uh, with the way the season series has gone over the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. All right. Once again, a big thanks to Devin Pratt and Caleb Y. Rostock for being our guests on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.